Howdy, hi-ho, neighbors. It's your favorite little panel. I, don't, I actually don't know if we're your favorite panel, oh, but I hope we so. are, we're one of your favorite panels <laughs> uh, here in the Encounters devotional podcast extraordinaire extravaganza. Uh, today we're talking about Esther and uh, getting into that story a little bit, and I'm here with the rest of the gang who's here, as per usual. We're here with our Jeff bearded Steele. friend, Jeff Steele. <laughs> Steve Thompson, and I'm wondering how many panels people listen to, but there probably you go. a lot. And Laura Bullgreen. And Laura Bullgreen, also known as Lolo. Lolo. <laughs> and uh, the Lolo. One. I'm the only one here without a beard. So. Well, okay. True. You're not the bearded lady. <laughs> no. Thank goodness. No, I've never actually seen a bearded lady. Um, I don't. They don't do that in the circus anymore or anything. I guess. Thankfully. Thing. Probably yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. But in any case. Um, uh, Let's just keep moving. So, so Lolo, you you did the message on uh, Esther. Speaking of bearded ladies, Esther, Esther. Well, no, well, I don't know. I don't think that was no. I'm just no. So you did the message this past Sunday on Esther. Yes. And um, there was some kind of striking missing thing in the book of Esther, mm -hmm. and that kind of brought up a whole thing about. Esther. And so why don't you kind of fill us in real briefly about that? Yeah, it just um, is really intriguing to me to notice that throughout the entire book of Esther, the name of God isn't mentioned even one time. And so here's this story of this um, big tragedy being averted and Mordecai and Esther intervening to save the Jews. I mean, it's a, it's a very dramatic story that for some reason the name of God is completely left out of. And so that kind of just sent me down this trail of wondering why that is, what is going on. And, um, and the part that I think kind of rose to the surface to me that I was connecting with the most was um, the time when Esther was, was having to make a decision about whether or not she was going to risk her life, take the risk of going before the king, even though that could mean death for her. Um, in order to speak on behalf of the Jews. And it does tell us in the story that there was a three-day period of, of fasting and praying where Mordecai and, and Esther and her maids and all kinds of people were praying on her behalf. But the story doesn't give us any information of what happened during that time, whether or not there was any divine word from the Lord or intervention or anything to guide Esther or reassure her moving forward. It just jumps to saying Esther made this decision. She did decide to go before the king and the king gave her his favor and um, the plot to destroy the Jews was overturned. And so I think the reason that I connected with that so much is because I've lived a lot of my life really desperate for the divine intervention, for the very clear word from God. I always want to know that I'm following the right path, that I'm, that I'm doing things exactly right. And uh, Esther doesn't give us a picture of that. It just gives a picture of someone who is seeking God and seeking, um, you know, presumably that they were praying and fasting, seeking, um, seeking a word from the Lord, uh, but that ultimately had to make a decision and trust that, that the Lord would hold them up. And, um, and so that kind of connected with me a few years ago as I was, was trying to figure out what my next steps were. And I was not really feeling like I was getting any kind of clear word from the Lord. Um, I read this scripture in Matthew chapter 16, um, just the first three verses. Um, it says that one day the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. And he replied, you know the saying, 
Red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. And to me, I, I read that, and for the first time, it, it was just making me think, here's Jesus kind of pointing out to people all the time you're looking around at the world around you and you're making informed decisions based on what you see. And, and it seemed to me as though that was kind of a word for me at that time of saying a part of discernment is not only following this clear, supernatural, divine word or intervention, but also just looking around and making good, informed decisions. Uh, so a lot of times when people will ask me um, how I got to where I am um, and how I knew that the Lord was speaking to me, I would say most of it is that I didn't know at the time. A lot of it I can look in hindsight and see God leading me, but it feels a lot more like following a trail of breadcrumbs and just kind of taking the next step forward and taking the next step forward and, and trusting um, that I will be held by that. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. I always, I think my dad always would say that, like red sky at night, sailors delight. You right. Know, red sky in the morning, sailors, sailors take, take warning. warning right. right? <laughs> yeah. And Jesus was way ahead of his time. That's good. He hung out with fishermen. So that's good. That's a really, uh, that's really good. So how about you guys? I mean, um, have you wrestled with the idea of discovering God's will? I think that's probably one of the biggest questions I get, I think, from people and, and I've wrestled with in my life is what am I supposed to do? What am I, it, when it comes to decision time, um, what am I supposed to do here? What does God want me to do? And that can become a paralyzing question, um, especially when it's a big decision, a job change, a move. Um, do we... Uh, do we do this new thing? Do we have another child? Do we do we take this leap and and do this this uh, you know make this change in our lives? Is this what God wants for us? And we're seeking this big thing, and we start praying about it. And I think sometimes we say, "Well, I'll pray about it," but we don't even know what that means. What does it mean to pray about it? And then what are we waiting to hear from God? And what does that look like? And then. Um, we're waiting for something, but we don't even know what we're waiting for. And then how do we know if we found it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And sometimes I think it can paralyze us and we can kind of get stuck. And how do we know if we should go? How do we know if we should do it? So do you guys find that as well when it comes to God's will? Um, how do you guys, when it comes to God's will, um, uh, you know, make your way forward? Or have you found yourself in that situation where you felt paralyzed or wrestled with the same situation? Um, I, yeah, I would just share from recently. And, and two, I wanted to say, I think that this is far more the common everyday experience that we have that Esther reflects. Um, because it's not normal to have a burning bush or a wet fleece or dry fleece or, you know, the Urim and Thummim, you know, helping us discern that. So I think we can all relate to this book of Esther and trying to follow the breadcrumbs, as I had heard you put it previously, um, a little bit more. So for me personally, um, I, I do struggle with this because I, I very much feel like the Lord leads. And there's this wide berth where it's not a right or wrong issue. Like there's no eternal, you know, you're in, you're out kind of thing. But still, you're wanting God to be in it. So, for example, the, the thing that we're processing as a family is moving to Muskegon and we've been processing this for a long time 
And Jess and I have been feeling much more like this, this is really the thing to do. But I've, I have been saying all along, I need the Lord to confirm some things for me. So let's just go broad level, ideologically. I believe thoroughly and have been convinced from research and reading that the right thing to do in order to bring about a more just and equitable society, if I could just say it that way, in order to, for the playing field to be leveled where resources have previously vacated, um, so think you know inner city places where resources have left, is for people of resource to move back into those spaces and not to displace people without, but to help bring more possibility and resource. Kind of invest back into the city. To that location. Sure. So we just need to learn to all more people to uh at a greater rate um living alongside one another and, and anyways so ideologically i believe that is true and right and needs to happen and i want to do my part in that however also knowing my family um what if something happens what if one of my kids makes a bad decision or a bunch of bad decisions because those opportunities are possibly more available in one setting versus another or something bad happens because the crime rate happens to be higher in one area than it is over another did i do something now irresponsible because something bad happened i will certainly never translate as that as god saying oh you shouldn't have done that i don't see that as part of it pain and suffering aren't a result of you discerned the times incorrectly sure however knowing that possibly bad or suffering or pain could happen, I just want to be know that God, I want to be confident that God is truly speaking and leading this process and not me just forcing it to happen because I believe it's the right thing. And so for us, there were three things for me personally that I put in front of the Lord that I asked him to speak on. And one of them was just circumstances they seem to align right. The other was a podcast that I felt like God spoke to me very specifically on on a piece, and and it was like it's it pretty random how it came, why I happened to be listening to that podcast and the topic of the podcast, and I just felt like God was saying, "You can trust me with this." So I've sensed God's leading in this, and he, I feel like He's honored my requests and my desire to see Him in it. I don't know that that's right or that everybody should do that, but that's just, I don't know. When I see, excuse me, there's my cough. Um, when I hear God, when I hear Jesus saying, I only do what I see the Father doing, I trust that there's a way that we can discern seeing what the Father is doing. Uh, and, and somehow we can navigate that. And part of it is that discerning process, I think. Yeah, that's good. But I hear in you the wrestle of wanting to get some kind of sense from God, his active work and direction, because then that gives you a sense of peace, courage, uh, strength when difficulties arise, it sounds like. Yeah, so that I can get to the point where Esther got to where, like, if I die, I die. But at least I've discerned that God is inviting me into this, that I yeah. truly do need to take this bold step. Right. But like, I think she needed that reassurance before she was like, okay, I can now say if I, if I lay my life down for this, great, 
or you know, so be it. Right. And I wonder if she ever got it. That's the thing, you know, in that story. Um, I think she heard it from Mordecai, like, listen, uh, we could all die here. You know, it's almost like this is the only option here. Yeah. There's too much at stake here. I feel like for me, I would have to be backed into that kind of a corner. Like you're going to die either way, either way. This is the, this is the end speak up. Um, and to have the courage to do that. But, um, it just seemed like the, it, it, you have to do something. It's the right thing to do. And if you don't, for me, that's kind of what happens is if I don't do something, I will regret it more than if I, than if, uh, than if I were to do it and something bad would happen. Like the missed opportunity, I would regret more. Mm. Which regret would you rather live with for the rest of your yeah, life? Yeah, right. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, it seems like Esther, there is that emergency kind of feel to it where it's like you don't necessarily have time to think and process. You just have to do and you have to react, um, which, you know, that's how some of us operate. Anyway, I mean, those of us who procrastinate uh, in this circle know the feeling of the impending deadline and how that gives you energy to make decisions. You work way better under pressure. <laughs> that, you, that you may not otherwise have made. Um, and so it feels like that a little bit. Um, so for, for Esther, but then there's, uh, there's also the sense where, like, just in reading the story, it doesn't feel like she's... So she does this three days of prayer and fasting, right? Um, it doesn't sound like that was a seeking direction from God kind of prayer and fasting. It was more of a like, okay, I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to risk my life here. That's the decision. Now I'm going to pray and fast about it, but not so much like it's going to change the direction of what she's going to do. Hmm. More of like... uh you know, I need God's help in this, um, but not not in a like groping about what am I supposed to do kind of way. The impression, more of a, more of a uh, help me, give me favor. Yeah, right. That's what it, that's what it seemed like. And it seems like the narrative even maybe sets that up because she got exceeding favor from the king, like unexpected favor, even like ask even up to half my kingdom and you can have it. Right. Like would. Do you tie those together? Yeah. It, it, um, you know, like she's trying to do it the right way is the thing. Um, and so it might feel like this to us. It might feel like if we, if you've got this, uh, really important thing that's happening and she's like almost delaying (laughs) what needs to be done. You know, like I'm going to wait three days and then I'm going to say I'm not going to be forthcoming about what I want. Come to this banquet. No, come to this banquet. Like this is important. Like people's lives are on the line here. Speak up. We'll just say what you have to say. But she's not doing it that way. And and it might feel like it's indecisive, um, but she's actually trying to go about doing things the right way. And, you know, she's trying to prayer and pray and fast and like, you know, to say, this is what I'm planning to do. So maybe there's room to say, God, you can step in and do something else here. You could change this outcome. So I wouldn't have to speak up, but this is kind of what I've resolved to do. And this is where we're headed, um, you know, for, for Esther. So I wonder, I just wonder what kind of approach she was taking. It didn't seem to be like this paralyzed 
kind of what am I supposed to do? It was kind of like, here's the plan. I don't like it, but I'm going to go for it, and God help me. Mm. Kind of Jesus in the garden saying, right. and if it be your will, please let this cup pass from me, but my, ultimately your will, not mine, be done. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, we got to wrap up because of time, but uh, we had a good discussion, I think, just about some of the challenges of um, seeking God's will, uh, seeking God's favor in the midst of it, um, learning to discern the times and just seeking general wisdom. And, um, and I think for all of us, um, our hope and our desire is to, um, obviously to commit our way to God, um, and to trust him and, uh, wonderfully, thankfully, um, God has given us his word and his general revelation, um, of his will. Um, and then there's that specific, unique revelation in those unique moments of our lives that we're always seeking. Like, you know, what college do we go to? What those kind of decisions. Um, and, uh, and that's where sometimes we are just trusting um, and using our, our wisdom, godly counsel, um, our, uh, you know, uh, the people around us who are uh, giving us, uh, you know, their input. Um, and, uh, and sometimes we go until we get a no, right? So, um, but we hope that this has been a, a good uh, discussion for you to, to wrestle with as well. And I think it's a good thing too, just kind of how Jeff um, shared that. Maybe you're in the middle of something right now where you know you have a hard decision that you're having to make. And maybe you find yourself in putting it off mode or a hard uh, discussion you have to have. And uh, maybe instead of it being, um, God, should I? Maybe it's turning it to, yes, I will. And now I'm asking you, God, to help that to go well and help me to know how. And, uh, and we'll definitely pray with you about that. So um, we're going to have our, our classic wrap-up artist, uh, Lolo, help us wrap it up today. So, Lolo, if you could wrap us up, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, let's pray together. Uh, God, we love you, and we thank you that you are a God who really is sovereign over all. Um, I am thanking you for that and declaring that, knowing that it's sometimes hard to trust and hard to believe. But um, I just pray that whether there are decisions that we are making where we really feel that we need specific guidance and direction, or if there are things that we're already resolved to do and we're seeking your reassurance that you will be with us in the process, uh, whatever it is, whatever decisions are ahead of us, God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to us in a way that helps us to trust that you're a God who doesn't let go of us. Um, I'm just reminded of, of a story that I've heard before of, um, of, a, of a kid who was, was trapped upstairs in, in a house that was on fire and, and people, his father asking him to jump from the window, jump safely into his arms and the kid just panicking, saying he couldn't see him, he couldn't see him. And the dad reassuring him, uh, but I can see you and I'll catch you. And I just pray that you would give us that kind of reassurance that even if we don't feel like we have um, a clear view of you or a clear view of where we're headed, that we would trust that you have never taken your eyes off us, that you won't lose sight of us and that you won't let us go. Um, I pray that reassurance would settle into our bones and that we would make decisions clearly and confidently, um, trusting that you'll be with us. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs>